What does New York Dippers Club mean to you? Uh, for me, New York Dippers Club is community, it's love, it's friendship. A beautiful challenge. Community and health. Charlie, what do you think? <laughs> Strength and peace. Commitment, motivation. Support. Community and growth. Love of oneself and others. New York Dippers Club, let's go dip. Make some noise! Good morning, good afternoon and good evening. Welcome back to the Graham Cullis Karma Card Project podcast, episode 27. It's been a while, guys, hasn't it? Hello, Graham here. I've been on an adventure, an adventure of a lifetime. I've had a transformative period of my life as well. Like I've always talked about this, when we go through ebbs and flows of happiness and ebbs and flows of sadness. And if you've been on this podcast journey with me from the beginning... Uh, you would have noticed in the recent podcast that I posted just before I had this little mini hiatus, um, I wasn't doing too well. You know, I was working through some things. New York has been exactly what I've needed. It's been amazing. For the last couple of months, I've been living on Rockaway Beach in New York, and I have been utterly blown away by the community here. And it's stolen my heart. Just to give you a little bit of context of uh, where I am right now. When I flew over, I told you I was coming to visit a friend and uh, stay with them for a while, and they and they paid for my flight and put me up in their accommodation. But there were some circumstances which meant that I had to find other accommodation. And I have been taken in and adopted by this absolutely wonderful family who wish to remain anonymous. Uh, some people in Rockaway might know who these people are, but I just wanted to celebrate them here right now and give them my utmost gratitude they've put me up in their basement they've pretty much fed me (laughs) and given me rides everywhere they've not wanted a thing out of me i've had to forcibly pay my way uh in this situation i i honestly like the generosity in this town that i've experienced has been overwhelming so thank you thank you thank you to that family for doing this for me and thank you thank you thank you for my friend for getting me here in the first place i couldn't have had this experience without you guys and yeah there's been so much more great things and amazing things and and so many more blessings that i would love to be able to talk about but i would be on this podcast probably for a week if i was to try and do that so i'm back Back with another episode, (laughs) inspired by one of my really good friends, Mike O'Donnell, who I'm interviewing in this podcast, and yeah, I don't know whether this is going to be the start of season two, if if this is a season two, Um, it's definitely episode 27, Uh, I don't know when the next one is going to come after this, but we'll see. I've been kind of going with the flow of my content. Right now I'm fully into my video storytelling, so on my YouTube channel. So if you want to see what I've been up to over the last eight or so weeks, just go to my YouTube channel, Graham Cullis Art, I believe you can find it, or just search Graham Cullis on YouTube. It'll be in the show notes as well. Um, and yeah, just see what I've been up to. I've done I've done pretty much weekly vlogs since I've been here, which is a big task. And that is one of the main factors why I haven't been podcasting, because it's a lot of work and a lot of energy. And and as I grow, and when I get more people sign up to the Karma Card Project, I would be able to relieve some of these tasks of editing and marketing and, and all the social media content which goes with me promoting my message and 
being a philanthropist. You know, I've talked about this before. I'll be able to, I'll be able to offload some of that to a team, and that is my ambition, and that is what I want to manifest for my future. And it is going to happen, guys. Don't you worry. So I'll be able to have more time and space to create more of this content for you guys who like having podcasts in your ears. And I love doing the podcast. I absolutely love it. But I also love doing my YouTube, and that's something that New York has done for me. It has lit a fire inside me to create my video storytelling again, and I'm really really enjoying it now before we get into the interview with mike i won't keep you too much longer i just want to say thank you so much for coming back and checking me out and i'm super happy to be back behind the microphone for you guys and to any new people listening to this because i'm pretty certain there's going to be a fair few people from rockaway i just wanted to say thank you to you guys do for showing me an amazing time here in your town and uh it's been an amazing opportunity to be part of your community now Let's get into the interview. Mike O'Donnell, aka The Big Dipper, is a nickname I gave him. He started uh, dipping with me with the New York Dippers Club, which is a project that I have planted a seed with and is growing. It's growing rapidly every day, guys. It's been such a wild experience. Uh, the New York Dippers Club is a cold water therapy group, rather like the Pevensey Plungers, which happens every day back in the UK, which is something I was part of at the beginning. And Mike O'Donnell came on pretty early, and he has been such an inspiration to me and everyone else that's coming along to the dips every day. And yeah, also another quick shout out as well, because I didn't get a chance to discuss this in the interview, and I really wanted to do actually, but Rockaway Rizzo, Captain Rizzo, I want to say thank you ever so much for your part in the New York Dippers Club and you will and you will take this community into the future and it will be amazing so well done I can't wait to see how you lead this group Kate you are smashing it Kate is Kate came on board at the beginning of the New York Dippers and I saw in her how much it lit a fire inside her and yeah I wanted to say to her well this is your baby now you take it on and uh, manage the people, manage the community and see what you can do and see what you can get out of it and yeah I've been super super happy and super stoked to be working with her throughout this journey so thank you very much Captain Rockaway Rizzo anyway let's get on with the chat with Mike let's just go for it let's do it <laughs> it's funny because whenever I record a podcast I notice my voice goes perfectly podcast but I feel because <laughs> because me and you have been I've been meeting together in a sense of that I'm vlogging. I feel like you're probably used to my podcast voice already because I'm always in front of the mic, in front of the camera, doing like my my vlogging voice. So, totally. Yeah. Totally, totally. And like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm now <laughs> and I'm used to you doing your lives. And yes. Yeah. And it's funny. Multiple people say to me like, "Oh yeah, I, I like your lives because like you're." You're so natural. That's exactly how you are. And in my head, I'm like, I try to be natural, but you can't help but put on. When, it, yeah. when you're holding a camera, you enunciate more clearly. Oh, you, yeah. you, you know, like just psychologically, that is a different voice that you're using. So we are in Oven by the Oven by the Sea, Rockaway, New York, in Mike Big Dipper, aka Mike O'Donnell's amazing, amazing apartment, which overlooks the ocean. Where are we, Mike? Where are we? Okay, so we are in Queens. New York City's got five amazing boroughs, Queens being one of them. We're in the southern tip of Queens, which is actually a beach. This blows people's minds. We're in New York City, but we're on the beach. We can look out our window and see the Atlantic Ocean, and there's just a beautiful beach right here. Um, we're here in part because my husband, uh, Ginger Lad, 
When we met 17 years ago, my husband was living in San Francisco, California, and had said, I will never live in New York, I will never come to New York, but we found the most California place in New York, in my mind, and that's, that's this vibe here in Rockaway. It's just an amazing community on the beach, but it's New York City. Yeah, you're so right, this is just like a California version for New York. It kind of almost feels a little bit like Venice, but with more serious weather. <laughs> <laughs> you've got all the opportunity of like the city like mm -hmm. on your doorstep right. of New York so you've got this beach life and then you you can just get on the subway and then have all the opportunity of New York right on your doorstep totally and by beach life it's like quiet life coming back you know coming from the city and getting here whether you're getting off the subway or stepping out of your car you hear the waves and I've lived in New York a good chunk of my life which is coastal but I don't ever connect the sound of waves to the winter. So to be getting out of my car in December and hearing the waves, um, I don't know. It just, it awakens something in me. So being this close to the ocean is magic. Okay, Mike, who the heck are you? Like, I think like we do need to, we need to like get like a bit of your background. So tell the audience who Big Dipper, which is my new nickname for him, by the way, and it stuck. It's stuck hard. Yeah. <laughs> My husband's not crazy about it, but it's stuck hard. <laughs> well, also known as Mike O'Donnell. Shoot. Um, okay, Mike O'Donnell. Different ways I identify myself. Youngest of six was my email for a long time. I grew up in Flatbush, Brooklyn. Youngest of six kids in an Irish Catholic household. Very blessed to have a loving home. Both parents were, you know, I had a two parents living together, raising the six of us. My dad was a New York City firefighter. Three of my older brothers grew up to become New York City firefighters. The fourth one became a sergeant in the police department. I have one amazing sister. Um, when I was of age, I didn't go fire department, police department, but I followed the family you know, model of service. I went away to the US Naval Academy, Annapolis, Maryland, to serve our country in the Navy. Um, I'm very proud of that. It was a very challenging part of my life, though, because uh, I'm gay. And back then, under Don't Ask, Don't Tell, you couldn't be open about being gay. Um, and I think a lot, you know... Can you explain to them what the Don't Ask, Don't Tell thing uh, was? Sure. Okay, so back in the 90s, it was illegal to be homosexual in the military. So there were literally parts of the military that would go to gay bars and look for homosexual servicemen and women and then they would be thrown out of the military. So there were like hunts for gay people in the military. Um, candidate Clinton, who became President Clinton, part of his campaign was, I'm going to get rid of that. I'm going to make it legal for gays to be in the military. And then he got into office and he kind of backpedaled a little bit because he didn't have the support to be able to do that. So he kind of came up with an in-between where we're going to stop hunting gays but if you say that you're gay, we have to get rid of you. So it became a don't ask, don't tell. So you could be gay in the service, in the military, as long as nobody knew you were gay. So the military is no longer gonna hunt for you, but you have to be very much closeted. Um, and looking back, 48-year-old me looks back at 17-year-old me and can't help but wonder if that was appealing. Because I had a lot of shame around being gay. You know, Irish Catholic household, um, friends of mine, you know, were always like, oh, it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Like it was... We it gave you an excuse to keep you in the closet. Gave me an excuse to not come out. Gave yeah. me an excuse to like, this is not personal shame. This is I'm serving my country. Like, um, I don't know that I was aware of that. But looking back now, 
part of the appeal was, all right, I, I'm going to have to stay in the closet. And that felt comfortable at 18 in a way it didn't feel comfortable at 30. So at 30, I left the military. Wow. Okay. And that's now not the case in the military. No, thank goodness. I don't know exactly how many years ago they got rid of Don't Ask, Don't Tell. You can serve openly in the military. You can be trans. You can be non-binary. You could be gay. I'm very proud that the U.S. military now embraces that. Amazing. Moving forward, hey? Yes, yes, yes. Right, so, okay, What's, who's Mike O'Donnell now? Mike O'Donnell now is, I'm very much out. I'm very comfortable with my sexuality. I'm a married gay man. I have an amazing husband, Ginger Ladd, who is a fantastic drag queen, drag artist. Please look her up. Um, and Ginger and I are also very proud dads of two sons whom we've adopted out of the New York City foster system as teenagers. Wesley, who's currently 20, Malik, who's currently 17. So I'm a husband, I'm a dad, I'm an entrepreneur. About seven years ago, I started my own small safety training company, New York Safety and Training. So I built that up. I've been very proud of that. Got our ass kicked by COVID. So honestly, the past couple of years, it's been, can I keep this business open? Which is a different mindset of the first few years of like, can I work really hard and build this business? And then in addition to that, last year I went through a personal health journey where I dropped 60 pounds and then I started sharing that journey with other people and now I'm a certified coach. So I run a small business teaching safety classes. I work individually with clients who want weight loss or health transformations. And I very much support my husband's, uh, my husband's got a company, Drag Queens and Kings Entertainment, bringing drag entertainment to all kinds of venues. So I wear a lot of hats. There we go, yeah. But I don't like to wear hats, so you very rarely see me wearing a hat. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, it's amazing, isn't it? Going back into your transformation through your body, um, where you lost all that weight, and now that's, in a sense, given you your sense of purpose that you're getting paid for now. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Very much getting paid for. Um, it feeds my soul to work with clients and to help them try to improve themselves because right away we focus on the weight but fascinating to me I have had clients who and I feel like this is out of my depth but clients who are survivors of childhood sexual abuse and as they start focusing on making healthy choices and their weight is dropping they get a bit re-traumatized because they've never set aside time in their life to value themselves Um, And it's been this like mind-blowing learning process for me on how I can show up and be there for another person. It's not talking about what are you eating. It's talking about like you deserve to love yourself and you deserve to be the best you. What you went through as a child doesn't define you. And that um, it's it's been such a blessing to me to have these people in my life and to work with them. It's crazy, isn't it? How like as soon as you unlock something in your life, then a lot more doors open and change happens in different way. Like uh, for me, when I discovered I could paint, oh, like, yeah. my my creativity was unlocked. And then I realized I've been suppressing a lot of stuff that I've enjoyed about my life. Like music then came became a thing again. And then the vlogging and doing stuff on social media, like in like it, in within media, like I love recording things and stories and being a storyteller. That all came back out. So, like it's it's when you make a positive change in your life, uh, it's not just one change, is it? It's a roller coaster. Oh, absolutely, and it can ripple out. But how did you discover you could paint? So I discovered I could paint because I went on a date with a Russian art teacher, oh. actually. 
beautiful Russian art teacher called Tatiana. Thank you very much, Tatiana, who then, uh, after we discovered in her paint class that I was a, I was a very good artist, I am, I need to keep owning that because I still have imposter syndrome about that, but I am a very good artist. Uh, after the second class, um, it became apparent that I was now going to be a student and I was friend-zoned. <laughs> but yeah, and then that led me on my, uh, on my life's journey to, to be a... To to now be what I call myself a seed planter and uh, right now as uh, a lot of the people listening to this podcast now know if they've seen some of my journey if you're new amazing, to it amazing yeah if you're new to it then I'm a seed planter which means that I go around the world to use my gifts and talents in arts and media to help start projects for the local area so we have yeah, that brings me segues me that's a, that's a word that a lot of podcasts use this is a good segue for this well can I jump in I'm, yeah. I'm going to derail okay. your segue oh, for a minute don't worry Deal, derail me it's okay because you as a seed planter so I envision myself as a facilitator slash connector so as the youngest of six kids I had several older siblings who were very large personalities and I was the youngest by a fair amount so I am the kind of person who I feel like I'm comfortable in social situations but I'm never the center of attention I'm very good at celebrating. If we're talking, I'm interested in you and what are you doing and and what is the group going on? I'm not really someone who takes that, in my mind, that center spotlight role. I've never been terribly comfortable with that. I was kind of a goofy. Really? Yeah. Are you serious? Well, the past couple years have been a change for me. Now, I I was going to say, like, uh, that's not what I've seen on the beach. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I will say, like, as a naval officer, I had to lead. So I'm not trying to paint myself as a wallflower, but I'm not the, like, quote, performer. And you'll see in social situations, I'm not the one, like, doing the karaoke or doing this or doing that like I'm part of the group and I'm comfortable I'm going to derail him so he did do karaoke the other night just to let you guys know it was amazing at 48 yeah I did (laughs) karaoke for the first time in my life at 48 Um, so I'm very comfortable cheerleading other people the past couple years like my husband Ginger Lad made me get an Instagram account and was like you're going to be in these events with me we need to so I am the Mr. Lad on Instagram and then an interesting thing started happening where me as the Mr. Lad started stepping into the spotlight a lot of times. I would show up at venues with my husband and people would be like, oh, it's the Mr. Lad. And then literally in Rockaway, every now and then someone would come up to me on the boardwalk and be like, it's the Mr. Lad. So (laughs) I started being singled out for this thing. So I'm in this weird place of transition where it's still very comfortable for me to cheerlead. I think you see that in the dippers. Like, I'm trying to facilitate. This is this person's name. This is this person's name. Yeah. Connect, connect the new people to the people who've been there before. And it's someone's 40th day. Let's celebrate that yeah. person. So, like, it feeds my soul to not be the standout person, but to be the person, like, lubricating the connections yeah. of the community. And that's something that's really important about community. I, I think what I've learned about building and creating communities over the years Uh, is that it is important to make people and individuals feel seen within that community and you're very good at that and you always highlight when other people make you feel seen as well so thank you for that and that is something that's front of mind for me from our friend Shane Enchantress Shane Um, she very much says to me like Mike you make me feel seen and that's important and she puts that in my mind like yes that is important Shane's a wonderful human being she always just like and she can see as well she's a very good she's an observer she steps back and she looks at what people are doing and then she'll just give you this tiny little bit of encouragement and like and then you take it home and then it just grows on you like the other day she said to me Graham you're so good at take you're such a good action taker and that's all she said to me then I went home and now I've written it on my whiteboard I like to put a quote a week on my whiteboard and I put just put block capitals take action because 
I realised that about myself that yeah I do take action and that's what's something one of my strings one of my skills I have um, I can take action and um, so what I do now is what I've, well, since Shane said that I've just focused on that even more and tried to take take action even more and I've noticed how much more I'm accomplishing um, but yeah and like I said, I've just gone on after the tangent about taking action but what I was talking about was Shane is I'm, that I want to keep you on that tangent with Shane because to me yeah. And I'll give a very specific moment when Shane was the voice of God to me. I'm not a very, I'm not a religious person anymore, but I'm a spiritual person. And I will say like, oh, that was the voice of God. So I aspire to try to be the voice of God to other people by seeing things in them that are there that they don't necessarily see. So months ago, I was feeling overwhelmed with my business, with my side business, with parenting, with Ginger Lad's upcoming shows, with making music. And I sat at my desk in my bedroom there and I was breathing shallowly, feeling overwhelmed, and my mind wouldn't process, what do I need to do now? Like there were too many things, and all the, the, the soundtrack in my mind is, Mike is so disorganized, Mike is so disorganized, Mike is so disorganized. And then I get a text from Shane. A week earlier, I had texted Shane, and we didn't really know each other all that well, but like we knew each other from the community. I just texted her saying, hey, my family's going to the movies at the Rockaway Hotel, would you like to join us? And she never responded, and I don't judge that. But a week later, she texts me saying, sorry, I didn't respond in time. I couldn't make it. And then she sends a, a second text saying, I so admire how organized you are. Yeah. And it shut the soundtrack up. And I had to call her and say, what do you mean by that? And she's like, Mike, you're just such an organized person. You have so many more things going on than most of us can do. And I really value. And it was in the moment I needed it, in that moment of crisis, it was a text from Shane as the voice of God saying like, stop the negative talk and own this about yourself. That's it. When you own something about yourself, you can then add fuel to it. And uh, thank you so much, Shane. We will also put Shane's details in the uh, in the show notes if you do want to find out about this incredible human being. She, what was her tagline? Makes a mess, makes your mess. She makes your mess into a success. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and one of her taglines is just show the fuck up. Yeah. Show the fuck up. And I do want to point out, because I'm trying to be more self-aware, even that, it felt more comfortable to me to sit here and talk about how amazing Shane is and yeah. kind of deflect away from, you're asking me, who is Mike O'Donnell? And in two minutes, we're like, let's talk about Shane. You know, like, I yeah. find myself doing that. Yeah, no, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah, so if we go back into um, what I was going to segue into about the, being a seed planter. So oh. obviously, as, as being a seed planter, one of my... One of my projects that I am planting right now is the New York Dippers Club. Um, I haven't done a podcast for like a few weeks, so you guys have been missing me. I've been having messages from some of you, thank you very much. But I've been a busy boy, and uh, podcasting just wasn't on my radar um, while this is all happening. So yeah, over the last few weeks I have uh, planted a seed rather like I did by accident with the, with the Pevensey plungers which I've talked to you guys about before let's let me ask you Mike what, what is your from your perspective tell everyone what NYDC New York Dippers Club is all about oh wonderful all right so you you recently started a movement it is a it is a movement of people who meet at 9 a.m. at Beach 67th Street in Rockaway every morning but there's no expectation that you're there every morning just know if you ever choose a morning to show up at 9 a.m there will be a group of people who welcome each other socialize for a few minutes and then go experience going into the cold ocean together so 
Um, I'm hesitant to call it a group because a group implies people not in the group. It is just this open invitation community. Anybody can show up for, as, as you started saying, the warmest of welcomes and the coldest of dips. Um, <laughs> and then the going into the ocean is this just really amazing, yeah, very much mental health experience, um, what it does to the body, what it does to your adrenaline, what it does to your endorphins, um, what I experienced. I'd been doing this for a few years, at least once a month, solo or with my good friend Susie. Um, I find that when I go into the cold ocean, I find quiet that I don't have elsewhere. Um, I often describe, I said to you, um, I traditionally was like an 80 percenter in conversations, where if we're having a conversation, I'm 80 percent with you and 20 percent thinking about like, is there someone else I also need to say hi to or um, is my husband's next performance coming up or, oh, do I have to check on the oven? Like my mind's elsewhere and I struggle to be present in the moment with the people I'm with and I don't think that that's fair to them. Um, when I go into the ocean, I am fully present in that moment and then for the rest of the day, I find it much easier to be present throughout the day. It kind of unlocks the ability to be present for me. It also just shaves off the rough edges of stress. I spend the rest of the day feeling more centered, feeling like I was at the spa. Um, so what is New York Dippers Club? It is, okay, yeah, it's a group of people ever expanding, ever inviting. Community. 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 Let's go with community. Let's go with community. It is a community here in Rockaway, but we have plenty of members who come from outside Rockaway. It's it's incredible, isn't it? Like, it's been so nice to see it flourish and go from just me, Ty, and Mike, uh, Mike Sir at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then and there, was, there was moments along this journey over the last five weeks. I'm like, oh, like, because New Yorkers are a tough crowd. <laughs> uh, when, when we did Pevensey Plunges, I mean, that was by accident. And yeah, just to give you a little brief recap on that, I posted a bit of content of me sea swimming and it kind of went semi-viral with like 20,000 hits on Facebook and within four days. And then in that post, I invited people to come swimming. And then before I knew it, within like two weeks, we had 50 people for a weekend bonfire dip. And then when I left, like a couple of weeks later, we had 100 people coming to say goodbye. And like, it was like amazing. <laughs> but yeah, it was a slower burner on uh, with this group. But, yes, yes. But it's been an amazing, amazing journey because uh, one thing, it's got me back in flow to record my YouTube video. So guys, if you want to check out the... The, the origin of it go to my youtube it'll be in the it's in the description so uh I'll, I'll i'll put the first one in the description so you can work from there and uh yeah you can just see how it's been going but our last one was incredible the thanksgiving dip well actually that wasn't the last one the last one was we've just we have literally just raised two thousand three hundred pounds dollars sorry dollars uh for uh for an amazing organization called camping to connect uh, by all running into the ocean on the full moon in our swimming suits. Uh, so a full moon plunge that happened on Wednesday. And oh, so good. How was, was so that? Good. How was that experience for you? It was wonderful. It was so funny because uh, traditionally I fear the ocean at night. All through the pandemic, I would go for long walks every day on the beach. Sometimes I would walk at night, nowhere near the shoreline. I want to be <laughs> several hundred feet away from the water, closer to the boardwalk, because I grew up watching horror movies. The ocean at night to me is scary. So the thought of us going into the ocean at night, um, weeks ago when it was first mentioned, I said, oh my God, that's going to scare me. And then, but part of it is, part of this process for me has been and communicating this with others, like, let go of your self-expectations. Let go of your self-limitations. Just because my narrative has always been, I'm afraid of the ocean at night, I had to say, like, 
Is that true or is that just something I've been repeating for years and I kind of live in this saying and I, I just said, you know what, maybe I'm not going to be afraid. I'm, I'm going to let myself not be afraid. Maybe I will be, maybe I won't be, but I'm not going to set that expectation just because I've been saying it for years. It was wonderful. I wasn't afraid at all. There was nothing scary about it. It was great going in. The community was fantastic. Um, yeah, the full moon dip was amazing. The Thanksgiving dip. Yeah. All right. So here's so New York Dippers Club doing so many different things. Let me speak for a moment about my amazing husband, who many years ago, I was a polar bear. Hello, quick interruption here. Mike wasn't actually a real polar bear, in case you were wondering. There is a group in Coney Island, New York, called the Polar... Oh, dear. I don't think Penny the dog likes polar bears. Um, <laughs> the Coney Island Polar Bear Plunge Group. I think that was what it is, anyway. Coney Island Polar... Polar Bear Plunge... Yeah, anyway, Mike wasn't a polar bear. And I would invite Ginger before Ginger was Ginger. You know, do you want to come plunge? Do you want to come plunge? And it got to the point where Ginger would say to me, like, I need you to stop asking me to go plunge with you because that's not a thing I will do. And it doesn't feel good to me to ever say no to you. So by you asking me to do something you know I'm going to say no to, it's not a good feeling for me. So you go enjoy that and just don't ask me to go do it I love the honesty you. in that as well. Yeah. Like, um, I think that's something... And when you said that to me, I was like, do you know what? Actually, that is a really good thing to bring up to someone that is, you know, asking the same questions. Let's say, let, tell them how... Tell you how it's feeling, how you feel when you have to say no. Because yeah. it doesn't... It sucks sometimes. It's, it's, it doesn't yeah. feel good. It doesn't feel good to say no to the person you love. So I, I stopped asking. I'd respect it. And I... So then when I... And for the past three years for mental health, I've been dipping once a month and I discovered New York Dippers Club and I told him about it, didn't invite him. He knew it was going on. Um, and then you asked me for Thanksgiving dip we said let's bring tables let's bring bagels let's bring food you did this amazing thing where you got it in the rockaway times local paper where we just invited the community and then you asked me would i do a gratitude share for which i'm very thankful that you asked me to do that i was touched that you saw that in me that that i like to speak about gratitude so i told my husband and my sons that i was doing this um and I, i'm not always the best at advocating for things i want so i told them i'm doing this if you feel like coming tomorrow and then i went to bed and my son had told me, no, I'm gonna sleep in. My husband went to my son and said, look, we could, I could tell this is important to your dad, we should be there. Even if he's not saying, I want you there, we should be there. So they rolled down with me at 7.30 in the morning with you to set up. Um, they were not dressed to go in because never in a million years is my husband gonna do the plunge. But then 38 of us did the plunge. And then I led a gratitude share with about... 32, 32, 38. 32, sorry. 38, 30, 38 was, was... Yeah, on Wednesday. 38 yeah. was Wednesday. Thank you. 32 did the plunge. But there were about 60 people on the beach. Plenty of people just sharing the love. And then people thinned out. There were maybe 20, 25 of us less left. And then that's when I did speaking about gratitude for a few minutes, which you can see in Graham's amazing YouTube video of the Thanksgiving Polar Plunge. And then we went around in a circle and everybody shared something they were thankful for. And it ended with my husband sharing how thankful he was for this community. Now, he hadn't he hadn't seen anybody. He knew this was going on for a few weeks, but just experiencing the joy we all had and the openness and then people who'd only just met each other a few weeks ago sharing intimate things about which they're thankful. Um, in that moment, he was like, because I, I then wrapped it up, it ended, and I said what I say to people is, you have an open invitation, but I have an ask. You are invited to come plunge with us. My only ask, or come dip with us, my only ask is don't say no. You don't have to say yes. I place no expectations on you. 
But a no is a closed door. A no is a self-limitation, right? A no is the absence of possibility. So if you're not a yes, just say maybe someday. Because maybe someday is a really energizing place to live. It is possibility, which is wonderful. So just shift from no to maybe someday. So he admitted to me, after the gratitude share, after seeing the love, and after hearing shift from no to maybe someday, he did that and then realized, well, I think today should be that someday. So he literally stripped into his underwear after 15 years of telling me this is something I will never do. Um, He recruited Malik to do it with him. I threw my bathing suit back on and the three of us went in and it blew my... I said to you, I'm gobsmacked because never in a million years would I have seen my husband doing that. But it was this community and this love yeah. and this openness. You highlighted that. You yeah. said it was these people. It was that these made this people. Happen. It wasn't me. I wasn't. I wasn't engaging him. I wasn't pressuring him. I wasn't bringing it up. Yeah. Suddenly he was taking his clothes off, and I walked over like, "What's happening yeah. it's, here?" It's the power in community, you know. Yeah. Like, and it's and there's been so many people throughout this journey we've seen be hard no's to yeses Shane being one of them actually not a hard no but she was open to the possibility but she was a no at the beginning she was a no she and was then no. sorry Shane I know I've highlighted this twice now but it's it's a, it's a great incredible story <laughs> um, if, you're, if, if you're even listening I'm pretty sure you are though um, but yeah but there have been other people as well that were like hard hard, hard no's and now they are hooked hooked can't it's, get enough of it can't. yeah and part of it is releasing the concept and i try to talk about this in my life re- releasing the concept of there is a type of person it's not a type of person there's not a type of person who dips or doesn't dip there's not a type of person who can be kind and generous it can be you there's not a type of person who can show up for other people it can be you it's just actions you can take those actions so it's not a type of person who goes into the water. It is a person who chooses to go into the water. That's all. You can choose to say no, but it's not like you are a type of, you're not the type of person who can do that. That's not really a thing. That's a construct. It's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming. Football's coming home. One, two, three, four, two, two, three. Everyone seems to know the score They've seen it all before They just know They're so sure That England's gonna throw it away Gonna throw it away But I know they can play Cause I remember Three lines on the shirt Jules Remit still gleaming years are hurt Never stop me dreaming <laughs> So any of you newbies here that are listening to this uh, and you're not aware of the structure of my podcast this is the point where I sing happy birthday to a celebrity but I give you a musical clue before I sing that happy birthday to that celebrity in particular Now I spent a lot more time than I should have uh, recording that little ukulele version of Free Lions. Personally, I feel like that's not my best work that I've put out there. <laughs> um, but creativity is like a muscle, hey? You've got to keep flexing it to uh, get it stronger. So, yeah, this is my little welcome back into the musical world on my podcast. But I did have fun recording it, though, so that's all that counts. Now, today's celebrity birthday comes right in the time of a country going through grief and mourning. My country, actually. England. Uh, We aren't in the World Cup anymore, as of a few days ago. We lost to France. And I wish France all the best in the World Cup. 
and all the other teams. I'm not really a football buff, but England did very well, I thought. And, uh, well done, guys. Legends. Keep it up. So a few more clues to today's celebrity birthday. This chap was born on the 14th of December, today, 1979. He is an English former professional footballer, or soccer player if you're in the United States and you're getting a little confused right now. It's not soccer, it's football. He played as a striker for Liverpool, Real Madrid, Newcastle United, Manchester United and Stoke City, and as well for the England national team. Since retiring from football in 2013, he's become a racehorse breeder and regularly features as a sports pundit and commentator. So, today's celebrity birthday, if you haven't guessed it already, Michael Owen! Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Michael Owen. Happy birthday. To oh 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 Happy birthday, Michael Owen. I hope you're well. I hope you're not too sad about the World Cup. But I hope your day is full of love, hugs, happiness, and cake. Cake, 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 cake. Okay, so before we wrap up the amazing conversation with Mr. Mike O'Donnell, I do need to do a little call to arms and ask for your guys' help. If you're new to my podcast and my content, you may not be aware what the Karma Card Project is. I say this on every podcast and every one of my posts, and, and I am unapologetic about it because I need to ask. And something that I've learned actually over, especially being here in New York, from one of my friends, Marianne, one of the dippers, she says, sometimes all it takes is the ask. And I've really thought about that a lot lately, and I don't ask enough, but I really want my content and my mental health and wellness message to grow into a full business here. And I can't do that without asking for support to grow it. I need fuel on the fire to help me do even more good into the world. And currently I am surviving on fumes at the moment. Uh, It's no joke guys. The rising living costs that have been happening globally have really affected my business and affected so many people's business. So I totally understand that not everyone can support and I understand when people do come away from the Karma Car Project, which is what's happening at the moment and it's a little bit nerve-wracking. But it's okay, I am just about surviving. So I'm going to hang in there, guys. So, the Karma Car Project. You might be wondering what the heck I'm talking about right now. Now, if you like what you're hearing, and you like the content that I'm putting out, and if you're getting some value out of it, and also if you're directly getting value out of the projects that I start around the world, like the New York Dippers Club, for instance, then I can't do it without your support. So the Karma Card Project is a way that I'm able to sustain this. All I ask for is a tiny monthly subscription, a tip, a donation, to go into the Karma Card Project which will then help me do what I do. On top of that, every six months, you don't go empty-handed, I will also give you my karma cards. Now, these are my paintings. I'm an artist. I paint six paintings every six months. I turn them into greetings cards, ones that you would write on birthdays and Christmas, etc. And I send them to you every six months for you to then spread love and positivity around the world 
using those gift cards. Now, what I like to say about the Karma Card Project is you don't use them for birthdays and Christmas, etc. You use them as random acts of kindness. You send them to someone out of the blue that might be struggling with their mental health or someone you want to just congratulate or just to reconnect with a friend or family. It's a little moment of kindness and positivity and mindfulness that will absolutely change their world in that instant. You don't know how much that would do for that person. And some of the testimonies that I've received from people that have received these cards from the legends that have subscribed to my Karma Card project is so beautiful. And some of the messages I have received have been so vulnerable and these people have told me and expressed to me how much that card saved them in that moment. So there we go. Not only do you help me do my content and help me do my projects around the world, you also get to spread some love and positivity yourself. And there's also a couple of ways of thinking about it as well. Like if you would see me in the pub and you wanted to say thank you and buy me a pint, or you see me in the cafe and you want to buy me a coffee uh, to say thank you for what I do, then now you can. Also, just some people like to think of it, oh, well, you know, I like art. I'm going to buy some art. And that's what you're doing. You're, you're subscribing to my art, which is totally worth it. And then on top of that, you get all of these other benefits that are happening for the world. Does that make sense, guys? <laughs> Phew! Anyway, there's enough begging from me. Thank you very much if you do decide to do that. And if you want to do that, go to the link in the show notes or the description, or just go to www.patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Graham Cullis Art. A-R-T. Thank you very much. Now back on with the podcast. I've been I've been following Mike. I've been friends with Mike um, on Facebook for a while now, since obviously like since starting this. Actually, well, I became friends with him, so I could actually get into his DMs to ask him to come along um, <laughs> and, and put the concept to him doing it every day, then rather than just once a month. Uh, and then like uh, since becoming friends with him and then seeing the content that he puts out on his personal Facebook page, he does lives every day, and that's something that's really inspired me uh, to do more of that as well. But uh, but Mike's lives are all about gratitude and what a subject you could talk about gratitude every day and it's just it it doesn't get old because like it's something that we do need to do every day like people do gratitude journals like um you know and i i've tried that a couple of times i find it hard to just like i've said to you guys in the last episode actually uh, that I find it hard to journal, but if i can do something which involves another part of my life to be able to do it so like Doing a live and telling people mm-hmm. I'm grateful for something is actually incorporating me doing something for my social media, which is kills two birds with one stone. The gratitude thing, actually, what I love, Mike, is that um, what I what I what I saw in it is I could see that we need Mike in our ear holes. We need him. We Aww. need we need he needs to be a podcaster one day. And yeah, so basically, I I I just thought. This is why we're doing the podcast together, guys. Mike actually said on one of his lives that he wants to try podcasting, and he said to me before at a meal that we went to that he, we talked about podcasting. I don't think you were aware that I had a podcast at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I was just telling him about it, and then I'm like, this is a no-brainer. Mike needs to be in our ears. Um, because obviously when you do a live, like it's a little bit different. You have to be there, present, watching it, holding your phone, and give you a time and space to do that. And not everyone has that time and space, but that's what's great about podcasting is that you can you can pick it up 
put it in your in your headphones when you go for a run, when you go for a drive, and then you can stop it and start it whenever you want. Uh, and you can also be doing the dishes at the same time. You can get you can get shit done when you when you listen to a podcast. So that's why I think I would love selfishly for myself to have a Mike O'Donnell podcast that I can subscribe to. What do you reckon? Is there going to be a Mike O'Donnell podcast coming up? at some point okay that was incredibly generous of you thank you for that there is there is and part of it is the process of the way I'm viewing it here's the thing for years I've wanted a podcast because I enjoy listening to podcasts and I like the idea of like oh I would like to do that I, I feel like I would enjoy doing that but that wasn't enough to call me to action because as a father, as a husband, as a business owner, there's only so much time in the day. Um, and I liken it to twice in my life, I have had the luxury of running a marathon. At the age of 40, I ran the Disney marathon. And then a couple years later, I ran the New York City marathon. And I look at those as two of the most self-involved, selfish things I've ever done in my life. What I mean by that is for the three months leading up to a marathon, I committed to running several hours a day most days. So that is me not helping out around the house. That is me not walking the dogs. That is me not doing my work. That is me going out, being with me, and doing something just for me. That was very very self-involved. So I feel like that's a selfish thing to do. It's very positive. I'm thankful that I do that. But there's only so much time in the day. So to say, like, I'm going to start podcasting because it sounds like something I would like doing. Yeah, no, I, there's, there's just so much to do. Now, doing the dipping, I could say, all right, I need this thing every morning because right away I'm recognizing the mental health benefits. My family's been in a little bit of crisis lately. I don't need to go into the details, but every family runs into crisis when you have teenagers in the house and the stresses had been building up and I saw right away that the dipping was making me better able to cope with what was going on in the house and with our children so I said I am doing this dipping thing I am loving this dipping thing but it is a benefit for my family so podcasting was this outlier where for years I felt like oh there's this self-indulgent thing I feel like (laughs) you know what I mean like I feel like doing and but until you and I started talking about honestly monetizing, and yes, do a podcast, but people will find value in it and set up a Patreon. And you don't know, you might be surprised that people will send you money because yeah. they enjoy your podcast. So just that reframing it from this self-indulgent hobby that I want to take on to, no, like treat it as, treat it, you know. Business. Treat it as a business with full authenticity and with my heart and speak about things that are important to me. Yeah. But recognize that no, it is my view of it as self-indulgent. It could also be my view of it as this is a contribution to other people improving their lives yeah. and possibly helping my family financially. Mm-hmm. So just flipping that switch makes me feel like oh, now it's inevitable. And it's, the one thing you forgot yeah. actually here is like it's going to help other people. And this is what I love about you is because yeah. you're so giving and you like you're, you're thinking about everyone else first, but. I believe selfish actually is a good thing. Like, it's a word that has been tainted. And to be selfish actually is kind of beautiful because it's a, you need to start work with yourself first to be able to help others. You know, you need to fuel the fire. From, we've got dogs in the background. It's all good. This is real. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Um, and I, I find podcasting for me a beautiful selfish act because it's helping me 
when I'm recording it it's like therapy it's like journaling it's like writing your, your thoughts down and I feel like I get as much out of it as I feel as I hope other people are getting from it when they listen to it and then I do get the feedback and people nice. do love it and then I do get monetary gain from it as well some of you people that are listening are absolute legends of join my karma card project on patreon.com forward slash graham carlis art and uh, this is what I really hope and I well, not hope I know that um uh, you, your followers will respond to you on that as well and you will get you will you will get rewards Aww, and thank you. just so yeah like I really hope that you do go for it and I will definitely be a subscriber I cannot wait to hear the Michael Donald podcast um, but yeah like is there anything any questions you have for me about podcasting while we're here just in case it might help other people that are listening questions about podcasting um, so I haven't listened to all of yours. I listened to your first and your last, like you recommended, to see the growth, and I love that. And it is my intention to listen to them all because you have a freaking great podcast. It's, oh, it's, it's very listenable. Um, I very much enjoy it. Um, the concept of interviewing people, how often do you do that? I, I don't do it often. I, there okay. are some podcasts which literally are interview podcasts. Right, and right. They, they have a guest on every week. And I think it's because the host might be comfortable with that. And right. They might not um, want to be... I mean, like doing a monologue podcast by yourself is tricky and it's hard. Um, yeah, I think it takes a certain kind of person, but I know you got that for sure. Um, well, and it, it appeals to me more simply, not to cut you off, but it appeals to me more simply for the logistics of, I mean, I am looking at this of, okay, like I keep saying, everyone has a packed day. Where am I fitting in podcasting? I feel like fitting in podcasting of me talking about things that interest me is a smaller bite than fitting in podcasting of me reaching out coordinating with guests trying to arrange mm. ta- you know what I mean it just feels like a heavier lift to do with guests so I suppose I would do kind of your model where it would be a lot of me and every now and then yeah. as the need arises yeah it is a lot of work to organize a guest and hats off to my guys just get a real job podcast who I've been friends with for a little while and you said you're about to listen to that episode they have a guest every week and they work their bums off and they've got a patreon as well you can support them I like to say guys support any independent podcaster um, if they have a, an account like patreon I'd, I'd buy me a coffee because you don't realize how much it encourages them for one and almost and also because they need the help to do it because it's time it's time at the end of the day um but yeah like they do a lot of work and it is like i can see how how stressful that could be um but yeah like yeah i I also don't just want to interview anyone as well i don't want to be reaching out and just finding just anyone that right. I want to podcast, uh, do an episode with. I like to invite people that I really see value in on my podcast. Amazing. Amazing. Which so- is uh, a Mike O'Donnell right now. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is apropos of nothing, but the sense of, uh, as a seed planter, the, the varsity level that you perform at in welcoming people. So I was brought into New York Dippers Club by Kate Rizzo, Rockaway Rizzo, because she saw my Facebook post. I posted me and Susie dipping. So she, Facebook, invited me to the Facebook group, and I didn't notice it for a couple days. So Darlene reached out saying, hey, did you see that? So then I was like, oh my God, that's happening. I joined the group, and I, I feel like within an hour, I had a DM video from Graham of himself <laughs> just saying, hey, Mike O'Donnell, I see you just joined this group. I'm super excited. Are you coming tomorrow? Here's where we are. We all hope you're going to be there. And like, <laughs> it was like this, oh my God, like this, it was this very personable, jubi- jubilant, 
welcome um and you don't often see that so thank you for doing that do you know what actually that's something that i've been doing a lot more lately um because i just got an affiliation with dry robe and i thought how am i going to get dry robe to get behind me and give me affiliate link so i can help push their product because i believe in their product and i would like one of those jackets myself for free <laughs> so I, I i sent a couple of video messages to the ceo showed him where i was with the surf behind me in new york and telling telling him all about a very quick video message on his instagram it's personal because like the thing is people won't always open a voice note they won't always open an email they won't always read your text but they will be very curious to open a video that's why i send video messages to people because they they can't help it but they have to see what this person said yeah, yeah. and then i sent this one to gideon bright and uh Within like about a day, he got back. Goes, yep, we want to give you some product. Uh, here's the link to our marketing manager. Amazing. And then yeah, so so that's something I've been doing a lot actually, and I've been doing it for years actually. Like I even to, I did it to the extent I would send a video message to every person that, that followed my Instagram to make mm. them feel welcome. Mm. If I had like an influx of followers, I've stopped doing that as much now. <laughs> but yeah, like it is it's important, you know. Like and I think like that's one good thing about. Like we said about at the beginning, like community, people in the community need to be seen. And yeah, so that's why like I feel it's important that the Dippers Club, as soon as you see someone walking over the horizon with their bag that we don't recognise, you're straight on them. Hey, how's it going? Come and join us. Like, thank you so much. Are you coming to dip today? Because they, they might not, a lot, half the time that happens that they're not, they're like really freaked out. <laughs> but then they're like, oh, actually... I want a part of this now because I just received this amazing welcome. But yeah, anyway, I'm going off on a tangent again. I, can I jump in on a tangent? You can. This, this is going to kill you with all the editing and chopping you have Don't to do. Worry. But, um, okay, so community, 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 community. Community is a thing that you actively work towards growing. You don't just like luck into community. And so I've been community minded for a long time. When my husband first moved here, where we live in Arvon by the Sea, it was a new development and someone said, wow, how amazing, there's no history here. I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, everyone moving in is new. There are no clicks, there's no infighting. So we were like, wow. So right away, uh, my husband and I invited the eight closest neighbors, like the way the houses are built. And we just said, we're gonna do a first Monday nights. Come over, let's all meet each other and have cocktails first Monday night. And then as they were building more and more houses, we would go and drop off a thing of chocolates that we buy from Costco with both of our business cards and a note saying, welcome to the neighborhood. Here's our phone number. We get together the first Monday night of every nice. month. Come meet us. And we did that for like a year and a half. And we have an amazing community here. And I very often talk about how lucky I feel to have this amazing community here. But it didn't just happen to us. We showed up and did the work and made it happen. Mm. So if you're listening to this and a lot of people are like, oh my God, I'm so envious of your community. You can do it. It just takes work. Like, yeah. like start building community where you are. Yeah, you got to lead. And then something that my friend Danilo said to me and pointed out the other day that uh, a leader is literally just boils down, or it literally means to go first. Mm. I love that. Oh, Mike, well, thank you very much for inspiring me to pick up the microphone again and uh, giving my listeners who have been patiently waiting for me to give my experience of uh, of new york city and what i've been up to here uh, <laughs> um yeah i oh. Oh, i just want to jump in before you wrap because you're going to get the last word but i want to get um just express gratitude to you um what you've done for me in planting this seed what you've done for my family through what I feel like is my stability, my mental health through dipping and all of that. What I say to all the listeners out there, I hope, I hope you are lucky enough 
to be in a part of the world where Graham Cullis shows up to plant seeds. <laughs> and if you are, pick up those seeds. You will be thankful. Um, it's truly, truly amazing. You're doing important work, Graham. Oh, thank you so much, Mike. Thank you so much for lovely words. And yeah, I wish you all the best with your your podcasting journey uh, when it happens. I'm not putting any pressure on to, for it to happen immediately, but mm-hmm. I just thought this would be nice to show you the ropes. And thank you very much for coming on my show. And thank you for being the amazing Big Dipper ah. uh, in the NYDC group. Uh, it's been such a pleasure getting to know you. Likewise, absolute pleasure. And thank you for a fun nickname. Who gets a new fun nickname when they're 48 <laughs> years old? That's awesome. Yes. <laughs> High five. Thank you for that, Graham. You. Now, guys, it sounds like this is the end of the podcast right now. But what I would like to do is leave you with a little outtake from my Thanksgiving vlog of some of Mike's words and some of the New York Tippers Club's experiences on Thanksgiving. I thought it'd be a beautiful way to end the podcast. And I thought it'd be the perfect opportunity to show you why I bought the Big Dipper, Mike O'Donnell, on this podcast and the value that I get out of him. So just to set the scene, we're all on the beach. We've just done our dip and we are all enjoying some words from Mike O'Donnell sharing some gratitude with us in a circle and we all share our own personal accounts there is the moment as well that Mike talks about in the podcast where Ginger his husband who is the last to speak decides to jump into the ocean at the last minute with his son Malik it's a beautiful moment I just wanted you to have a visual for that in your mind speaking of visuals if you want to watch the full video to the Thanksgiving Day dip then go to the link in the show notes or search it on my YouTube channel Graham Cullis please enjoy the concept of gratitude people often say to me and I'm not trying to go around saying this is me this is what people often say to me they remark like Mike you're always smiling it's not like a defect or anything like that it is a (laughs) conscious choice of the way I try to curate my life all of us here if there are 20 of us here right now we are having 20 different experiences right now a lot of people feel anxiety like is this worth saying thank you for? Am I gonna be judged? No, if you're thankful that you got a good parking spot, nice. A lot of people, a lot of people. So gratitude is the way to try to harness that perception. Um, you curate your day. Gratitude is a gift you give yourself to draw love and joy into your life. So I am thankful that my family's here. I'm incredibly thankful that Graham started this group. As a parent, the past few weeks have been stressful. Having this every morning has, talk about mental health, has kept me solid. Let's see, I'm grateful for all the luxuries of comfort and for soul family and for all the elements that are available to all of us. I am very thankful that I will be spending Thanksgiving with my sister today. I'm thankful for that I got to go in the ocean today because I haven't went so long. I'm thankful for my children's happiness. I'm thankful for pumpkin pie for breakfast. (laughs) And going up under to my shoulders today. First time. I'm thankful for this awesome community. And I'm going to be part of this. I'm moving here to Rockaway in December. I'm thankful for my Girl Scouting skills when I was younger so I could start a beach fire. (laughs) I'm thankful for all the friendships formed. I'm thankful that the ocean took away, like, changed my attitude today. I am thankful for coming out of my comfort zone. Yes! Yes. First time in over 20 years I've been in the water, and thank you, New York Dippers Club! I'm uh, thankful and grateful um, for living, trying to live my life not being bored, and trying to live every moment, like, 
it's my last because that's what life's about life's good I'm grateful for being here family and friends i'm grateful for the sound of the crashing waves i'm grateful for another day in the ocean i'm grateful for my friends i'm thankful for the family that is hosting me uh, for all the opportunities uh. i am grateful for so much i'm grateful that god led me here to rock away to this community to the ocean um it's just every day you just get in that ocean and like barb said it's just like it just renews your senses and it just makes you feel better. I was complaining that, oh, my job told me to come in again and five hours of, and five hours again. And I'm like, why am I complaining? I have a job. Yes. You know what I mean? My husband is an incredible influence in our entire family. I start every show by saying uh, we're coming from a place of love, joy, and gratitude. When you broadcast love, joy, and gratitude, this happens. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What is this? Ginger lad has been inspired to do it. <laughs> oh my god. So right. we we got you. We got we got you. We got you. We got you. We got you. Oh my god, Malik, you're doing it. Alright, these guys were no's, they weren't getting in, but now they decided. That just happened. What a Consider moment. me gobsmacked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike's family did it. That wasn't me at all. That was them. That was this group inspiring that. Uh, when you started this, I, I don't know if you had actually imagined that this is this is more important than just jumping into the water. This is about reminding ourselves that we're not alone. And that sometimes we do feel that way. But the New York Dippers are gonna be a catalyst for good. They're going to attract even more people. And we're gonna have more chosen family in this community than we know what to do with. You're gonna have a, you're gonna have a great you're gonna have a great legacy here um, that you've that you've planted a seed. And uh, thanks for starting something that I can tell is really all about love, joy, and gratitude. Yeah! I am super grateful for everyone that I've met on this journey. I'm grateful for being able to, having the freedom to be able to travel. I'm grateful for all the people that support my journey and uh, for me to be able to do this. And I am grateful for the New York Dippers Club!